Hello and welcome back to the CIT Tech Tips Podcast. My name is Jack and I'm joined here today by Cole. Hello. And uh, my friend Josh here. Hi, how you doing? Uh, today we're going to be discussing how the esports and competitive gaming scene has sort of made a lot of uh, communities way more toxic than they need to be and how it's kind of, you know, making the gaming industry head south at the moment. It's just, it's been getting really bad lately with uh, the amount of toxicity and how you, you know, you can't get into a game without somebody just absolutely trying to destroy everyone else by really any means. So, anyone want to start us off here? Yeah, so, um, in, in any community, really, I don't think you could go to any community without having at least one person that's toxic. Um, there's always that one person that, like, just wants to be good but if he's not it's gonna, he's gonna make it everybody else's problem um and i've i've actually been in one of these communities it's in a game that you wouldn't expect it in a uh, minecraft that um actually can get quite toxic and uh and very controversial i mean uh some people say things that they really shouldn't be uh especially in a game like Minecraft, where there's it's it's mainly populated by kids, um, so you can see that like once when, when a big uh, YouTuber or streamer is uh, is good, then people think and want to be like this person. But it's more than just uh, being good at a game. Like people don't understand that it's like personality that makes you like makes a good streamer, and when you're playing esports like and competitive stuff like this and or, or you're streaming and you're just uh show off uh a it can like it can change the way the community thinks into uh, instead of playing games for fun now people are playing more competitively um to try to get into esports teams and stuff yeah, I definitely feel like the turn in the recent, you know, past, uh, I'm going to say probably seven or eight years that I've been playing online games, it really, you know, my entire crusade with esports started when I was, I think, around 11 with Overwatch. And that's a weird game to start off with, especially when you're a sixth grader being thrown into lobbies of people who are just swearing at you constantly and you don't know what's going on. Um, I found it fun. Um, but other than that, it was not very fun to me, and I just kind of fell off the game, and that's sort of what happens to me in every game, because no one's playing to play the game, everyone's playing to win, and everyone will achieve that goal, no matter how, you know, mean they need to get, no matter what they need to do, whether they need to sit in front of their computer for six and a half hours a day, just constantly practicing one skill every day, they'll do it, I mean, I've seen it, I myself have been there at one point. Yeah, and that's another thing is that uh, a lot of people that are trying to get better at these games will spend an unhealthy amount of time in front of a computer, uh, especially if you're at a young age where uh, you're like you need your sleep and uh, you know you're still in school, so you should be getting uh, this time to learn things. But instead, all you want to do is play these games non-stop for multiple hours. Uh, some people don't even eat throughout these times. They'll just play. And uh, it's, it's unhealthy in many different ways. 
and uh, I, I strongly agree with what Jack said with how games are becoming not playing for fun, but more playing to get good. I mean, in my opinion, it's just all numbers, kill ratios, uh, amount of kills, how many matches you've won, how many, you know, stuff like that, how many skins you have for weapons, how many unlockables you get. It really never, it, it, they don't play it for the fun or the actual point. I, people load into games, they don't, they don't see the game. They just see, they look up their score, they look up their numbers, how many you know, kills they've gotten that day, and the weapon stats, and that's all it is now. It's sad. Yeah, like, uh, it, it's not that, like, I, there's no problem with trying to get better at a game um, or even being good at a game, but when you're good at a game but you're not you're spending too much time on that game and you're not focusing on other aspects of your life it it becomes unhealthy like i said earlier and um you know people people can become uh kind of toxic in in some communities when you're playing with other people that are like that because you think you think and want to be so good uh, that it's like you get mad when you are um, defeated and you just it, it's not really a thing of I want to be good because uh, you you want to win it's a thing that you want to be better than somebody else hey I definitely think that you know the, the movement of eSports itself is a good thing to sort of bring the light to you know to gaming get people involved and want to actually do it I just feel like when it's taken to an extreme like it has been in the past couple of years where you know someone will just think oh I'm better than the streamer that means I'm the best it then you know like Cole said playing ungodly amounts of hours in a game they're putting you know way too much time into a game that they could be doing something else and I just feel like it's gotten just way past a point of no return and that's how games are going to be designed uh, forward and everything and it's just going to continuously spiral out of control like that until somebody finally just says no more and all these you know pro esports players are just slowly going to leave the scene just because they can't do it anymore it's, it's going to happen at one point and everyone's going to deny it and it'll happen. I mean, it's it's not something that'll last forever, this weird era we're in. I mean, look at Fortnite for an example. Good game. It looked amazing when it came out. Uh, beautiful game, but it was cartoony. It was pretty fun. Recent seasons, they've been, you know, vamping up the graphics, making it look ultra-realistic, which it's not that bad. Like, you know, improvement in graphics, you got to do it sometime. But like, they always change the damage system and guns. You always hear this, that, and something else is getting changed, nerfs, and I'm like, why do you get to change that? If they made it a reason and the player base gets mad about it because they can't use a hundred hits to, you know, eliminate a player, then you shouldn't be playing anyway. But if that's your whole goal is just to see, they all read the weapon stats, I just, you know, pick up a weapon and I go play. It's pretty fun. But when people like join a friend group or squad lobby with randoms, randoms used to be pretty fun, cool people, but nowadays it's just, oh, wrong gun, pick this one up. It's not a good stat, you should do something else. And it's like, just trying to vibe, just trying to have some fun. It's not a question of having fun with your friends or having fun with the, the random people you meet along the way. I remember in the early days of, well, at least when I played, started playing at least seven, 
years ago now, it was, you know, you could load into any game, really. didn't matter what game. You just kind of load in and see what's going on. And if you loaded in, you got the good players. Well, that's great. Sometimes they would try, sometimes they wouldn't try, and that made the game fun, you know? But you would also get these people with these personalities you wouldn't find anywhere else if you just went into a city block and asked around if somebody played, you know, X game or Y game. You can only find the specific personalities, you know, from certain games. And nowadays it's all just the same. You're not good, you're trash, get out, leave, leave, get out. You know, this whole toxicity thing is just really taken off. You can't really queue into a game alone anymore without everybody, you know, insulting you on something, which personally I don't really care about. But after a while it does get extremely annoying when the only thing you're hearing is, you're absolute trash go back, leave the game, you know, it's just annoying after a while. Yeah, and speaking on, like, the, uh, the kind of history behind this is, like, you know, in the past we had these games that you would queue into with your friends and you were just there to mess around and have fun, or, you know, you could be good with your friends and just, you know, dominate some games and have fun, but now it's like, People are getting really good, but they're in these communities that uh, is very competitive and it makes it to where people are so obsessed with being good that they get very mad when they're, uh, when they lose and, or like when they are playing with somebody that is worse than them, they feel the need to uh, establish their place and kind of make sure everybody knows that they're better than them. And uh, I just don't think that's how gaming was meant to be played. It was like, it's meant to bring people together, not to have people constantly fighting with each other. Definitely think that personally the, the esports scene has affected the you know the newer generation, the younger generation of people in the, the 2000s way more than it should have. Um, specifically because you have all these streamers, you know, promoting games that are super competitive to kids who are like eight, and then those kids who are eight are going in, playing those games, and, you know, basically screaming at the games, or, you know, they'll get really good, they'll play for just a stupid amount of time to get really good, and then, of course, there's all the advertising by everyone that's just drawing more attention towards it, like, you know, Fortnite, League of Legends, Apex Legends, Overwatch at one point had it. Even Minecraft has just a ton of advertising around it. And it just all brings these, you know, really young people into, hey, let me buy this thing. Oh, this is a cool game. Let me take this a bit more seriously. I've broken three controllers. That's fine. Let me keep going. And it's just, it's going to just spiral. It keeps spiraling. And there's, there's consequences about the, uh things like this is, uh, you know, if you've ever seen, uh, you know, these videos online of streamers saying controversial things, uh, like, let's say you're streaming or you post a video and you get mad and somebody, when you're older in life, uh, especially if you're a more mature age, uh, when you're going to get a job, and somebody finds out that you did that, uh, there could be consequences for that, and they might not. Uh, you know, people will look at you definitely a lot different. Um, 
it definitely, it definitely becomes a, a question of when is it a bit too much because of course you have these streamers they're going to say controversial things most of them end up saying or doing something that's extremely controversial in their careers and nine times out of ten it's just a, you know oh guys i'm sorry and then they get back to doing their normal job I just feel like the only real draw of esports is cheering on a specific player and or a specific, you know, organization or a specific streamer. They don't even need to play the competitive game, but or take the game seriously for that matter. But as long as they have a community around them that's willing to support them, they're just going to keep growing and then they're going to advertise everything and it's just going to come rolling back down again. It's just again, really not good. It kind of falls back onto recognition because I've seen a lot of good players, you know, they're always posts on like TikTok, YouTube, but they just don't get that recognition. So a lot of these players, they could be the pro eSport players that you see in these live tournaments with hundreds of thousands of viewers. They could beat them. It's just the fact that the wrong people haven't seen it yet. Or and people want to stick with the streamers they already have. And usually it kind of branches off of a league grabbing onto a player that they see. It never really does, it never, you don't really see someone throwing with a community and then becoming a pro, it usually has something to do with a league grabbing a player yeah, it, that they see. It normally depends on, hey, we saw this one video, you look pretty good, or hey, you tried out for this team, so we're going to accept you, and then we're going to stream the matches that people think it's mm -hmm. us, and then they're going to see you, and then it's going to, you know, everyone's going to flock to you because they see that you're really good now. It's not really, it's difficult to grow on yourself, basically. It's you always need someone else to recognize you first and then to get you into other ways of recognition in order to, you know, grow a community. And it just doesn't really work sometimes, but of course you see people like PewDiePie, you see people like Tens, you see people all over the place who have millions upon millions of viewers every single day and all they do is sit in front of a computer. Yeah, and the uh, thing with that is that it you know, there's money in esports. Uh, of course, there's you know, you're good. You enter an esports uh, competition and you win, and you get that that cash prize or whatever it might be. Um, but there's there's a certain thing where it's very difficult for for new uh, people that are just starting to uh, record themselves getting into things. Uh, you know, posting on YouTube every day, trying to grow a following, to get into certain esports uh, teams or things like that, because they don't have a. They could be good. Uh, they could have. They could be the perfect person, but if you don't have enough followers, because YouTube's just not listing your videos, there's nothing you can do about it, and that's that's kind of the. Uh, the luck of the draw kind of aspect to it. The sad truth that a lot of people just don't want to admit to. Um, and of course, you know, I've uploaded to YouTube a few times trying to do the whole, let me become a big YouTuber streamer man. And I think everyone's tried that at least once. It obviously didn't work. I'm sitting here uh, doing a podcast right now instead of uh, being in California right now playing video games. Same. Yeah, I think we can all, at least everyone in the podcast here, can agree that we've all tried it at least once and Most to probably, yeah. very minimal success. I mean, <laughs> back to the community sense, it, it used to be like Xbox added groups probably 2017, 2018, and on that platform it was like they could, you could add tags for your group and one of them was like help new players. 
you don't really see that in the community nowadays. It's not about helping new players. It's about stomping on new players. It's about. It's more like pummel new players. Yeah. Uh, to make sure they can't get the upper hand eventually. Yeah. No. And for new players that want to, you know, adapt to a game, skill-based matchmaking is broken. So like, you'll go into a game as a level ten, you'll fight a level two hundred. You'd be playing against someone that has not stopped playing in probably at fourteen days on it. Yeah, you, you always get into those situations with the, the skill-based matchmaking in a lot of games, and it always comes down to, you know, it always it always comes down to at least in a sense of a new game and a new player. It's they they win, you know, two games in a row, and they did really well. So the game thinks, oh well, this player is doing really well. They should be placed with you know the people who are a lot higher than them. So they'll be placed with people who are you know they have ten thousand hours in the game and they have nothing else better to do. So they're just going to stop the new kid to a point where the new kid just doesn't want to be there anymore. And it, it's a sad reality, but again, it's a reality that a lot of people just want to, you know, ignore and brush over. And uh, talking about that is when, say you have this new player that's trying to get into this game and they want to be good, uh, and then they just get stomped on and, uh, you know, don't have really any chance of getting better because... Uh, how could you if you're if you're going to be going up against players that have been playing for such a long time, and uh, you know you don't you you don't even have over a couple hours on the game, so they might go on to start hacking on these video games, which causes a whole another problem of uh, a just toxicity uh, levels of things like that like uh, you can you can be good at a game if you try hard enough but some people aren't willing to wait uh, and some people just want to uh, screw other people over and they uh, they will hack on these video games uh, to get a competitive advantage yeah like Specifically with me, for the past you know two or three years, I've played a game, some of you might know it, um, called Call of Duty, each one that comes out each year, and for the weapons in the game, you can get nice little skin overlays on them. They don't do anything, they're just a nice skin, and you know, if you get each, you know, uh, Nerf gun, I'm going to call them, has a certain set of challenges, and if you get all the challenges on your Nerf gun, then you get a new skin. And if you get all the challenges done, you get a super special skin. And so for the past couple of years, uh, every year when the new game would come out, that would be the only thing I did for probably two months straight. And it would be a terrible idea because I'd finally do it, I'd get the skin, say I did the hardest thing in the game, and then stop playing. And, you know, along the way, you get into these lobbies where because of the skill-based matchmaking rank, you just start playing the game. You're in these lobbies where, you know, you're a new player and you destroyed everyone because everyone was a bit below you or, you know, the game just didn't know where to put you yet. You destroy everyone. You're leveling up everything. You're doing everything. You're getting all these, you know, skins and everything. Next thing you know, uh, you can't get any skins for the next 15 games and end up wasting three hours because, you know, the game decided, hey, you're pretty good. Why don't we put you in the, the lobby with all the, you know, people who think they're pro players and you know that's where a lot of people just kind of draw the line and say well I guess I'll return this game and it's a sad thing 
I mean, I guess you said that you played a you played a lot of COD. You you know the community. I mean, with the when it comes to the Nerf guns, I mean, you play the game. Someone tells you something's good, and then all of a sudden, those Nerf guns don't work like they used to because they they try to change how the Nerf guns work, so to speak. And I mean, in when you hear these trends and oh, what's the new meta? It, it kind of becomes exhausting for players that don't understand what's going on, and for someone that just wants to casually play a game with you know, the boys, you can't really do that anymore. You you really can't nowadays. Like a prime example of you know meta changes and all these random changes to the way the numbers and the way things work is specifically League of Legends, because the the League of Legends community is always one of those communities where if you weren't playing since, I'd say at least the first three years of the game's release, it's a really hard game to get into, because not only do you have all of these little champions and legends you're able to play, but you're also, you know, competing against people who've probably been playing for 10 years, and you also need to, you know, keep track of all the items and how, you know, they have things like attack power, you know, scaling items that bring your attack power up by a certain percentage, but you, you don't know what that percentage is. You need to find that yourself, and unless you have a designated, you know, calculator for that, it gets really hard to figure out what you should be doing in order to, one, better yourself in the game, but two, make sure that everybody on your team isn't just getting furiously mad at you and typing on their keyboard 120 words per minute in a little chat bar. There's no voice chat, thank God. But it, it gets to a point where a game will evolve so much and go on for way too long to the point where new players are scared of joining it, or a community will be way too toxic to the point where, again, people are just scared of trying to join into it. And it's, you know, it's just not very fun right now. Yeah, and the, the thing with, uh, you know, metas and games changing so, so much, uh, you know, changing and making updates to a game isn't a bad thing, but to the point where um, you're making so many changes that t when a new player is joining, uh, you don't really know what's going on because most of these updates are affecting the uh, gameplay of, like, of, by a lot. And a key example of a game like this that I actually played for a good year and a half is uh, Hypixel Skyblock on Minecraft. It I played it when it first came out and it updated almost every single week and just new things were happening and I remember originally joining and not knowing what to do at all and it was really confusing and it kind of makes you not want to play the game. Uh, of course I did play the game but uh, I can see why players would not like games like that and it can... Uh, it can kind of bring players away from your games uh, and potentially you could be uh, losing opportunities to create uh, better communities like this. Uh, this one example happens to be actually a pretty nice community. Uh, there's been a couple of uh, things that happened on the community of th this game, but for the most part, uh, it, it was just really confusing and therefore uh, it kind of created and got a lot of people kind of mad because uh, why would you join a game that you don't, that would take you like a day to even understand how to get started. It's, it's one of those really, you know, 
it's it's one of those weird things that answer, you know. I, I would I don't think that a game adding new things or having a ton of stuff is, is a bad idea. And I definitely think that you know, a game updating and starting out difficult, you know, like an example, you know, Dark Souls. Dark Souls is difficult and it and it doesn't take a lot to learn. That's my thing. Dark Souls is difficult but it doesn't take a lot to learn. You don't need to do that much. But a game where the gameplay and updates have changed the game so drastically to the point where it's appealing more towards the competitive player base and the people who've been in it since day one, it just gets really tiring and energy draining after a while to try and keep up with all that. That's why I'm, you know, playing more and more single player games as opposed to the multiplayer games of new. Yeah, single player games are getting hot. Uh, they're, they're really raising up, and I mean, uh, small indie games uh, and things like that. I'm not sure if you've been on YouTube lately, but the developers of indie games are, are really getting up there on YouTube quickly. Um, and the games are pretty fun. Uh, when you're comparing uh, your maybe 30 minutes of that one fun round that you got in that, in that COD lobby uh, to your hours of enjoyment of a single player game it really it really outweighs the the multiplayer competitive games uh, in a way that you know winning feels good in a multiplayer game and like having fun in a multiplayer game when you do you it, it is very fun but then it just gets ruined um, when you load into that next game and it's and it's just the toxic community um, so the single player games are really rising right now and the thing about uh, esports is that it is uh, it is not single player games uh, it's more competitive multiplayer there's this there are like speed running things that you can do but they're not as popular. Uh, and I feel like the only problem with esports is that uh, you're, you're just in this community that is toxic and that's rubbing off on all the other players. And I feel like it could be a lot better if the player base of esports and these uh, influencers that are really uh, changing the community right now and the influencers that people look up to if they weren't if they if they made the point that you know you shouldn't be uh, toxic in these games and you need to uh, you need to be able to be good while having fun I feel like if if somebody from uh, you know a big part of the this, these communities came out and said something like that, or like, you know, streamers started to, uh, you know, kind of be less toxic. Um, and I know big streamers aren't very toxic uh, now. Uh, there are some, but it's... Uh, uh, I mean, even now to YouTube standards, people, even, you know, VR, people in Beat Saber, they had a multiplayer to it. And, you know, even in that sense, you can't even do that because you play it and then people just talk down to you. It's like, just, you gotta encourage people. If they're new to Beat Saber and they go multiplayer because 
I did it and I saw it and I said, oh, maybe, just maybe. Just, yeah. There's really cool people, but they see, I've seen people on YouTube, shorts, TikTok, they're really good at Beat Saber. <laughs> I can usually do hard to expert levels, but you get past that, it, expert plus is really difficult, and you'll play with these people that will be with, like, friend groups, they're all really good. They put on expert plus, and then they just down-talk you. Yeah, and then, you know, I feel like esports is a, and, and the gaming community in general is, uh, is fixable and can come back from uh, the toxicity and everything. I just think that influencers uh, that people are looking up to uh, should start kind of uh, making sure that people know that gaming isn't just for having uh, the, the win. You know, I, I remember uh, a while back, I, I watched streamers just mess around on games and now it's just winning. So... It's all stats. Yeah, so the thoughts on uh, how, how this could be fixed is, is the real question. Personally, I don't think it will be fixed for a very long time until we see a huge market crash in the esports industry. I feel like, you know, if we had ET for the Atari 2600 that nearly killed all gaming to begin with, I'm pretty sure something else will happen again very soon with, you know, some streamer doing something so controversial that it'll bring down an entire industry altogether and then we'll only, you know, gradually start building it up and I definitely feel like as long as there are multiplayer games there will always be a community behind those multiplayer games and within that community there will be a sub-community of people who are just extremely extremely toxic and mean and I just feel like that's every multiplayer game not just certain multiplayer the games. The are not wrong. Yeah the sad truth is that it's not a real you know there will always be someone who's toxic in every community that's just a given and that's sad but it's the truth um, and of course it, it definitely will not get better you know you can't load up one game specifically uh team fortress 2 that's a game that i used to frequent um normally that game's just haha laughs um and it is like 90 percent of the time but then you'll run into that one player who claims he's he's you know played the game for 15 hours straight that day he hasn't gotten off, and he, he told his mom that no, he can't go outside and do anything productive. And that, that always happens. It always happens. It's, it's something that will happen in every community. And it, it sucks, but that's just my viewpoint on the whole thing. And I mean, sadly enough, the game creators are just going to run with it. It's a marketing thing. It if, is a marketing if thing. If they can make player models, like in, say, Fortnite or COD, that are thinner, or the hitbox is glitched, it, people would say it's just an accessory, it's not to affect in-game gameplay, but that's just not the truth. It really is not you the truth. You can tell by just watching the esports players, they all use the same, like in Fortnite, they use the same pickaxes, same gliders, same skins. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't do the same things that normal players do. But, and we all, we all know it's just, the companies are just going to run with it, and for until, like you said, until there's a big crash or something happens, there's not going to be a shift. There will not be a shift, and I definitely think that that will not happen until, you know, the more single-player-oriented games start to take, you know, a, a real rise for themselves again. Uh, currently, I've been playing a lot of single-player games, and I've been extremely enjoying my time with them. It's been uh, 
you know, a good time to you know be a, someone who's been playing single player games. You have all these formats to do so. You have all these consoles, and you have all these recommendations from people, you know, who are, of course, a lot older than me. People who are like, oh, back in my day, we played this game, and you didn't know the way to go. You know, those games I find pretty fun. You know, old Zelda, old all that. These new games, it's just. It's almost like they're handing you the answer, and I find it really boring, uh, especially in multiplayer games. I feel like you're given the answer to all your problems, it's just someone already knows the solution to the problem 50 times more than you do. Pretty much, and like the challenges in these games, like obviously multiplayer challenges aren't really the main point of the game, but... Who's distracting you guys? It's usually just like, I'll walk through a door, or like... Get a certain amount of eliminations with a certain like the like sticks or something. It's never something as simple as like or not really simple, but as advanced that you would see in a say a GameCube game or a Wii game or like N64. You never see something like that anymore. You, yeah, you never would. You never see the same. Nor do you see the care put into a game that you would see back then. I remember back in what was it? 2000, like, I don't even know, probably 2010, but it it really was, um, it was when game developers still put a lot of effort into games, and the real shift I found with this was in the Pokemon series. Um, during this time, you had the DS, and all the games before it were excellent, but the, the problem was, was that after a certain point, they just made the games really easy, and it felt like they didn't put the same care and effort into it. Um, that trend is sort of shown with all companies, and including Nintendo, with their games recently, and it's, it's been bad. It's not been fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, taking all of these right back to like the old Mario games that were just, you know, single player. It could be as simple as Mario. And you could have fun. You know, you could play Mario Party. And it was just a whole boatload of game modes that you could do just for fun. Even if you play with family or friends, you know, whoever wanted was kind of like, oh, I'll beat you next time. Not like a whole. Wasn't, oh, you won. Let me smash my keyboard and my target computer setup. Now I'm mad. It was. They used to just be simple for fun and all that, and it's evolved past that, sadly. The whole point of a, what a game used to be. Yeah, it really is just not that good anymore. Yeah, I, I think anybody that's been playing games, even if you don't play games, you mean you've just heard of games, you know about the, uh, the problems that come with it, and... If you're if you're going into the uh, getting into gaming or getting back back into gaming, like it's uh, it's becoming more and more difficult because of how it's evolving and it's not evolving in a good way. Um, and I think that the community just needs to stop and ask: Is is this really fun? Um, like, is talking trash to people and just playing by yourself to win um is that really fun for you uh and you know it it could be but weigh that against playing with your friends and just messing around and having a good time and that would definitely outweigh um you know trying super hard and, and winning every game and trash talking
Yeah, on, on that note, I, I think we're going to wrap up here. Thank you so much for tuning into the CIT Tech Tips podcast. I'm Jack. I'm Cole. I'm Josh. And uh, we'll see y'all later.